welcome to the For Her Empire podcast. I'm your host, Abby Moucher, and today our guest is Sheila Fuentes. I hope I got it right. <laughs> hi, Sheila. Yeah, hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Abby. Thank you for inviting me. Nice to have you. So, Sheila is a business coach for female social entrepreneurs. Uh, and today we're talking about you know, finding clarity and finding a purpose as a founder. Really, what is? <laughs> Did I get yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. Again, I am Sheila Fuentes from the Philippines. So, I am a business coach for female social entrepreneur, and I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Silo. Silo is Circular Fashion Collective. Uh, we aim to build the Circular Fashion Collective here in Asia to promote sustainable fashion, responsible fashion, and to address all the negative impacts that we currently have in the fashion industry. Okay. Well, can I ask a question about the negative impacts of the fashion industry? Sure. Uh, <laughs> like, what, what sort of impacts? Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of issues nowadays um, in the fashion industry such as the negative impacts that um, this industry is creating in terms of the environment, like the most of the clothes that we see in the fast fashion brands are made out of um, synthetic materials, polyester, which is plastic. Yeah. And it's not good. Um, whenever we wash those clothes, it produces microplastic, which will then... Um, received to, to the ocean, which will be then um, being fed to the um, sea ocean creatures that we eat as humans. So in the long run, it, it is not really good for, for everyone. And then there, there are also issues about the uh, waste, uh, um, fabric waste. Uh, nowadays, people tend to over-consume clothes, right? So, and the rise of the Instagram era, um, pushes us or forces um, the millennials, for example, to wear clothes once or twice only, and then after that they will just throw them out, which will then uh, uh, be added to the textile waste um, in the world. And clothes made out of polyester that does not decompose, so it will just end up in the landfill. So if we accumulate that, what will happen in the world, right? So. And then there are also issues about the modern slavery in the fashion industry. So most of the fast fashion brands nowadays are sourcing um, their manufacturing uh, requirements in uh, the developing countries. And then there are issues about people there or the garment workers are underpaid. They are not um, given the right compensation, which could be equivalent to the living wage that they deserve. So there are issues like that that we want to address okay 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 so um i know it's not part of part of what you're talking about but um the part about the environment and the polyester and all that so um what's your solution then um what are your clothes made of yeah with um silo we partner with brands who are using natural materials or natural fabric um such as linen 100% linen or organic cotton, um, recycled materials. So we're not producing like, uh, we're not using additional resources anymore to produce fabric. So we're just making out, uh, uh, making use of the fabrics that we already have. So we encourage okay. brands to do that. And then also, we also work with some brands who are really concerned and genuine about 
building relationship with their workers. So to address the the modern slavery factor in the fashion yeah. industry. Okay, if you're encouraging them to use the fabric they already have instead of um, getting more, um, wouldn't that make some clothes a bit mismatched if you don't have enough of one, one type of fabric? Yeah, the unique thing about this, if you upcycle, for example, a used um, fabric or excess fabric from, uh, for example, a factory, it will be the, the collection will be very limited because we won't be able to, to produce another type of fabric such as that. So that's, um, I think the positive side of it is that the, the consumers who will buy those collections, they will feel more um, privileged or um, it will be more satisfying for them because they don't have, it's, it's a limited collection. Limited, yeah. So, yeah, so that's the, the beauty of it. And for the brand, they will be able to price their their clothes lower compared to um, using natural fabrics because if we if we use natural fabrics then um, uh, they have to price their their collections their clothes um, higher because those are expensive more expensive than the polyester definitely and yeah by using the used fabric for example this will be definitely a lot cheaper than using a natural fabric, but then they will be able to use it creatively based on their own taste, style, and they will, uh, they will be able to create affordable um, collection also. Okay. But if, if they reuse the fabric, the polyester fabric, right? Or, or are they reusing natural fabric? Most of the brands, they are now using... Uh, like the polyester fabric or there are also brands who are using like excess cotton fabric okay so mix of those fabrics of those okay if 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 you mix the polyester and the cotton fabric what's the impact on the environment since the polyester is plastic anyway um in terms of like um no, in terms of waste, in terms of it um, not, not decomposing and just going to end up floating in the air somewhere or ending up in a, in a, in a sewer somewhere or in the ocean somewhere, um, even if we mix with natural fabric, would that solve the problem? Um, it will not definitely solve the problem, solve the problem 100%. But then we encourage them to, to do that. It's, it's like doing less evil practice instead of like producing another polyester fabric yeah. a large amount of polyester fabric and use another resources um, because our resources are very limited that's yeah. why we encourage them to do so and sometimes it's really di- difficult to source natural fabrics because um sustainability in this in the fashion industry are are not yet the main trend yeah so in order for for those fashion brands to transition into sustainable fashion brand, they have to start somewhere. Mm. And yes, it will not solve, for example, the problem of microplastics that those those clothes are producing when we use excess polyester fabric. But then, uh, instead of like um, producing another set of fabric, why not use fabric being ended up into the landfill, mm. take them, and then create another clothes instead of you as a brand or as a designer um, buying new materials. Okay. Because that will encourage the manufacturers to just produce, produce, produce. 
Okay. And then use up and use up resources. So okay. yeah, we're getting there. Um, that like, <laughs> maybe steps well, anyway. in, my, in my personal in my personal opinion. Yes, yeah. it will not really um, address perfectly the the problem, but then it's a better step or process rather than going into the okay. normal process. Okay, okay. I guess, it, I guess it's the starts. Um, have not completely eliminated the the. Uh, polyester and other synthetic fabric, but at least we've reduced the, the amount that's going out into, into waste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Okay, we gotta be distracted about the fashion side of things. <laughs> <laughs> I was so curious. <laughs> Look, there are clothes behind you. I had to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are from our partner, Ranso. Oh, they're cute. Yeah. I like the one with the yellow. It looks kind of like an African fabric in a way. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um let's talk about, about you know, how to find clarity and, and how to have purpose as a founder. Yeah, okay. So yeah, with uh my way of coaching is that um for my clients I really advise them to to find the clarity first, um and to identify their purpose. Like many of I I've seen many aspiring female entrepreneurs, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they want to start their own business. Yeah, we all want because, to. Because, <laughs> for example, yeah, <laughs> we all want to. Yeah, but um, it's sometimes it's just because they want to quit their their corporate job. It's like an ex escape plan for yeah. them. And of course, we all want freedom in terms yes, of yes. money, right? But then, um, in order for an entrepreneur to be really successful, um, you really have to define your purpose and be really clear about it and build a strong foundation as founder, as entrepreneur. So that's why I start my coaching with finding the clarity and discovering the best self. So... Um, I have actually hosted a masterclass. Um, it's called Discover Your Best Self Masterclass, where uh, I taught um, different methods or um, process wherein you can identify your best self. Okay. So there are, for example, um, I gave them prompts or questions. Like, um, this is hypothetical, by the way. So I call this legacy question. So there's a question, for example, such as if you knew you were going to die a year from now. Oh my God, this is so hard. What would you do do or how would you want to be remembered? It's a a hard question, but, but, um, you know, you will be able to, yeah, what will happen? What will I do if that will happen? And how I would want to be remembered. So it will... It will help you identify that legacy, what legacy you want to live in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so I actually encountered this question in one of the acceleration program I got into, but I find it, yeah, it helped me identify my legacy. The legacy. What's your legacy? Uh, number one is to to be a weaver or less of responsible fashion ecosystem in Asia. That's really what I want to do. That's why I started Silo. And then um, to empower and inspire and guide female entrepreneurs to do the same, to build their own mission-driven business, for them to be able to live um, their dream life and uh, create positive impact um, for a change in society. So that's what 
I want to, to do? No, what do I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have an I have an idea, but it might sound embarrassing, so I just put it to myself. <laughs> oh, you can share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, what do I want to remember for? Uh, yeah. Let's see. I guess I want to remember. For, okay, so I, I think the first part is um, my uh, positivity. I guess I guess I want to remember somebody who is always not always will have bad days, but who is uh, mostly uh, happy. Uh, somebody who you could just talk to easily um, without like sort of a, a fear of being condemned or fear of being judged. Somebody you could just um, talk to. Somebody who just talking to you to them makes you kind of feel better and happier and I guess more uplifted I'd like to be that kind of person uh, I, I would like to um, to be recognized as, as a thought leader um, or let's not leader I guess someone who um, is part of a, a part of a movement that's sort of um, supports female entrepreneurs so that um, you're not sort of burning out or you're not forever planning on doing something and getting overwhelmed because there's a lot you have to do. Uh, because yet for our empire, I sort of have like a four-step um, journey, a four-step process that I sort of walk um, the clients through or our members through. So the first part is you have resources to create maybe marketing assets or business assets, and then you're motivated to so you actually use it and not say, I will do it, but then you do nothing. And then you, you get... Um, accountability so that when you say you're gonna do something you actually do it and you deliver at this time and then lastly you get feedback on what you're doing um, which really helps you so you know you're on the right path so i guess i want to be remembered as somebody who has a community that provides this four um steps for for female entrepreneurs yeah that's my entire goal in life <laughs> ah, that's nice yeah i love that uh, <laughs> share you. positivity to the world inspire and guide also female entrepreneurs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that i, mean, I don't want to die yeah. anytime soon but yeah <laughs> welcome that me too me too <laughs> is it like the question itself was kind of morbid if you knew you're gonna die I'm like whoa 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 i don't want to die anytime soon <laughs> yeah but it will make you think yeah. So uh, after after I think of what I want to do, what I want to be remembered for when I die, what's my next step? <laughs> right, Owil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's one. What that's one of the prompt questions that I gave, and then there are, um, in order for you to really discover yourself, I gave more self discovery prompts or questions, um, such as, for example, uh, how do you contribute to your society? or what makes you feel motivated, inspired, and excited, or what makes you forget about time, or what activities um, do you consider that you are really into, that you will tend to forget about time uh, when you're doing that, because it will help you lead to, to your purpose. It will help you identify your passion, which, in, which will be later on connected to your purpose. Oh. And then there are also activities such as connecting the dots, like um, drawing or identifying the major events in your life in the past, because uh, most often than not, those past experiences as usual, everything happens for a reason. And then you will be able to see that, okay, I, I failed that time, 
for me to realize something. And then now, I was able to incorporate that lesson. And okay. I, I saw that, yeah, that's the purpose of it. That's the purpose of that event. And um, for example, I will be sharing mine. So I was actually, um, I have a broken family. So uh, my mom and my father is not married at all. Okay. And I grew up in my mother's side. I was not able to really see my father often. And I felt th- those times that when I was a kid, um, I felt so really, really lonely. And, you know, I always ask myself, I always ask myself this, what is my purpose? <laughs> why am I here? Um, um, before I was questioning why I was given this life. Oh if boy. this is the kind oh of God, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got into the depression so before yeah. because of all the, the happenings in the family so my mom is actually uh, working abroad in another country just to support us me and my sister so I don't have a very happy um, childhood life but then I realized that those experiences those life events made me the woman who i am right now um it made sense that um i i i have to experience those things i have to experience those sad experiences um events in my life because i have to be strong i have to be a strong woman because i have this purpose which i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. and you know that entrepreneurship is not (laughs) easy So there are a lot of challenges along the way and being resilient, being a strong woman could really help me to to just move on whatever happens. Yeah. So I saw that yeah, I it it has a purpose. Um and you know, when you think about that uh, with your own life, you will see that yeah, there's I can connect the dots. I can connect what already happened before yeah. and it made it, it will make sense why um you have to undergo those experiences and then now you became the person you are now because of that so yes. that's one activity also to identify um your purpose and then um another activity that um i gave my um students or finding your ikigai. Are you familiar with ikigai? No, what's an ikigai? Okay. So, yeah, ikigai is a Japanese concept um, mm-hmm. that roughly translates to reason for being. So, oh. it's important for me because um, having a clearly defined ikigai brings satisfaction, happiness, and meaning to our lives. So, um, I also did um, this activity before. And it's it really helped me identify the the path I want to take in. Like, um, because in this exercise and finding your ikigai, you will be, um, you'll have to identify the things or skills or activities that you love. That's number one, and then the um the skills or activities where you are good at, and then number three is the skills and activities what you can be paid for or your um oh. current job. Okay, and then okay. lastly, so what um, you like, what you are good at, yeah, what you and love, what you can be what paid for. Lastly, there's another one. Uh, the fourth one is what the world needs. Oh, okay. So finding the the 
sweet spot wherein um, everything will be overlap okay. if you're ikigai. Oh. So for example, you know what you love and you know where you're good at. But, but if you combine just those two, it's only a passion. You cannot be paid for it. <laughs> that was me. Um, that was so me. I. <laughs> yeah, but passion could lead to lead to to something. Um, but um, what, but my point is just that uh, you have to to make your passion your profession also, and yeah, because in entrepreneurship, it's yeah we have to be financially stable also for also be able to to continue making that impact. Yeah. Right. So really important that yes identifying passion is important but then how can you how can you move that passion or transform that passion into something where you can be paid for yeah yeah and then connect also that to what the world needs what problems are you are you trying to solve by doing that and then just finding the sweet spot among those four could be your ikigai and personally i think i will think that it could be your purpose Okay, so the the ikigai, does the ikigai tie into um you know the first question about what you want to be remembered for when you die? Yeah, somehow it can be, uh, because your answer to that first question could be somehow related to your passion or the mission you want to create. Okay, okay, and and then the, you uh, you have to identify also. Um, is it what the world needs and is it where you can be paid for, right? So um, this activity can really uh, provide you more clarity. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's also about to find um, find clarity as a founder. We like what yeah. you love, um, yeah. what, okay, what, what you like, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what you love what and you then love? what you're good what at. What you're good at, um, what, yes. what you can make and money then, out of. And then what yes. the world needs. And then what the world needs. Yeah. So you just like put this four and together. Then, and then yeah. Then then you get uh, then you have like a business idea that you both love yes. and can make money out of. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay. I, I like so that. you can start from you can start from that. Oh, okay, okay. Um so let's see, let's let's do it as like an exercise right now. Ooh, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it right now. Okay, so let's say uh, let's pick a, like let's pick a, like an, a random name. Uh, I know Alex, Alex, Alex. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say Alex likes food. <laughs> so okay. what he loves is food. Or let's say what he loves is is uh, okay. What he loves food. What is good at cooking. Yeah, that, okay. okay. Yeah, loves food. What's good at mm-hmm. is cooking. Or what he can make mm-hmm. money out of. Um, Selling recipes, I guess, or cooking okay. classes, or cooking yeah, master okay. classes. That's something. Um, what yeah. the world needs. Uh, okay. Um, I can just interject myself here now. Um, okay. So I used to have an eating problem, an eating disorder. So I guess what you could put, what the world needs, are um, feeding plants for people who are, um, I don't know. I guess anorexic. Or mm. I guess people who are who are suffering from some sort of eating disorder, yeah. Okay. So what's the business plan now? Like, uh, what he likes food, what is good at cooking, what he can make money of, um, recipes, courses, uh, what else? Masterclasses, I guess. 
um, membership, mm. what the world okay. needs, um, I guess, a support community, people who have eating problems or feeding plants, people who have eating problems. So I put those four together. Um, um, where does the clarity come in? Um, after, after this, four, what do I do next? Yeah, okay. So after this four, so you have you already have an idea. For example, for Alex, he knows mm. that he's good at cooking and he can create like a masterclass or a done for you recipes, for example. Yeah. Um for people um who has eating problems, for example. Yeah. So he can further um brainstorm ideas on that one. Like um the the niche or the um Alex ideal customer could be people um, who, are, who are having uh, eating problems. Mm-hmm. And then what specific products or services can you offer? So um, a good activity after this could be uh, like doing the, the marketing plan, the research, and validating your idea mm-hmm. um, just to see, just to find a, a perfect product market fit. Okay. Because you know already that, that um, you just have to I, validate your ideas, your assumptions, and before you really fully launch your business, you can um, test the waters. So you can, for example, offer that service, um, for example, the masterclass to a certain yeah. number of people and oh, sure. see if they will buy, if, see if they will purchase. And what will be the result? Will it be effective? Uh, will that service, the masterclass, solve the problems that your ideal clients, your identified ideal clients are encountering. Okay. Okay. So after after I've done this four, I can now start. Um, so after, after I have this four, I just have a business assumption now. So I have to like validate that this business assumption actually works for the business. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that's where the marketing plan and the business plan comes in, right? Yeah. That's, uh, um, yeah. Trying to like get your first few sales and all that. Okay. Yes. Okay, so um, let's say I I validated my idea. Okay, I, um, I not I Alex Alex posts about this in say Facebook groups for people who are dealing with um eating eating um disorders and eating problems. And let's say he gets say ten people interested, um, who take his live masterclass or his Zoom masterclass. Um, does, if he gets ten people on that masterclass, um, that that validates the idea, right? Or he needs more than that. Yes, that validates the idea that there are interests. There's a demand okay. for for your service or your product. In this case, in Alex's case, it's the massive class. But then, in validating the idea, additional tip um, is to to make it paid. Um, yeah. So, paid in um, you, if you're just starting out, like Alex, uh, you can just like create a lower priced service like yeah. for for people um to to make it easier for people your ideal yeah. clients to to um to purchase your product right um so if they are willing to pay that much it means that they are willing to pay more it could be it could yeah. means that they will be willing to pay more if you improve your uh, your service the master class you added more value to it so it, um, yeah, continue validating until such time that you will be able to offer your ideal product or service in a price point you want to, to sell. Okay, okay. And then if people will still continue buying that, then you can scale it already. Yeah. Reach okay. out to more people. 
Okay, 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 okay. So after um so after Alex has this four and he has um to validate the idea he goes to like some Facebook groups and the rest. Um let's say for the master class is charging I don't know, twenty nine dollars? I don't know. Yeah, uh, okay. Just just to see if people will are going to actually pay for his solution, right? Or for his pro- for his product. So let's yeah. say he gets this 10 people that validates the idea that there is um, a demand for this, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, he, he releases another product at a higher price or at the same price? Yeah, he can release um, like an upsell um, offer. Um, so you know that people will buy this masterclass at, for example, at $29. This mm-hmm. could be your lower price offer. But what's next um, to provide more value to those customers? Um, he could create another masterclass or just improve the masterclass into, for example, a coaching yeah. coaching program, uh, which you can, or Alex can price, for example, $1,000, $500 um, so to $1,000. So he will be able to test um, if people, um, those who avail the masterclass, um, how many of them could uh, are willing to to avail the upsell the higher price program and then yeah but then uh yes um if people will sign into that masterclass or the coaching program with higher price points um it's also important to to document the progress of your students like will will this um offer the products or services that you have you offer to this um, ideal customers is that the perfect product or service uh, oh was it able to address their problems or concerns in the first place okay. and then um, gather just gather data continuously gather data while the program is ongoing for example and continue to improve your products and services um get okay. feedback as much as possible so okay. it will be a continuous learning um process oh, okay, okay. um so for alex um would you would you um um recommend that his first upsell after the master class is a coaching because I, I know from 29 to 1000 is kind of like a very big very big leap um would yeah. that be the best upsell for him or does he try something else he could try something else, right? Um, like a mid-priced offer, like for example, a hundred dollar, or for example, a two hundred dollar product, or like mm, a, a group coaching, for example, wherein they will, uh, he will be able to coach them as a group. So they will just have to shell out lower price, yeah. but then higher than the master class. So he can do that also. Okay. Um, it 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 will also, of course, depend on Alex's um target, like what is the income target he wants to, to. Oh achieve. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. what what type of um program or service does Alex are comfortable giving out? So is he more comfortable doing the master class? I mean, the group coaching program, or the one you want. So okay. it will depend because um. You have to, we know that this is Alex's passion. Yeah. This is um profession already. Um, he, he is already getting paid. Yeah. But then we want to avoid the burnout and just 
let entrepreneurs enjoy also the process. So yes, there's no specific like a fixed way to do that. Um, you just have to really identify where you're comfortable at, mm. what you want to do, and do it on your own way. <laughs> okay, that might work. So, so basically, what we've just outlined right now is that um, clarity and purpose for founders, or that's the clarity part. We need to further the purpose part. Yeah. So, so uh, in the first part, so there, um, there is like activities wherein the aspiring founders or current founders find more clarity about themselves. Um, and then find their purpose, their meaning, and like, there um it it could help them identify the business that they want to do in order also to solve a problem in the society. So it's not just just I want to I want to um launch my business. I want to build my business because I want to earn this much. No. But why are you doing it? <laughs> yes. It's important, yes, but then why you're doing it? Because I really believe that um, entrepreneurs are here to to create a positive impact in the world. Um, we are not just here to to earn money for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone wants to be rich. Everyone wants your rent to earn pay money. itself. Let's pay your rent <laughs> and pay your kids' coffees. <laughs> yeah, but but what impact you want to create? What problems are you want? to solve especially nowadays right um yeah given the, the all this um crisis the covid-19 crisis and everything yes. is happening in the world how can you position yourself as entrepreneur there has to be a more meaningful reason for you to to start that venture and think about it and it start with yourself it start mm-hmm. with um identifying that clarity and finding yourself because most often than not um, aspiring entrepreneurs that I have talked to they are lost they they felt lost because they they, they have too many ideas in the yes mind. I want to do yes that's, that's another problem you have so many ideas how do you choose one yeah, so many ideas yes so it can help you um because sometimes okay you have chosen this um, this path, but then later on you will realize I don't want no, to do this anymore. So you have to to do the other way. Yeah. So it uh, finding the clarity first before you really do the business, launch your product, you launch your service. It's really really helpful. It will also help you become more resilient and strong founder and build a strong foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say um, if you're want to be an entrepreneur and you have so many business ideas, before you just pick one and go, oh, let me do that one. Sort of like take a step back and, and, and go to this four process yeah. and then pick that one idea that matches all this criteria. You know, it's it's something that you love. It's something that you're good at. It's something that you can get paid for. It's something that has an impact in the world. And then combine yeah. together. That would be a better idea than just choosing whichever you're very excited about, I guess. Yes. Okay. Or it could be related to one of your ideas already. So you have more clarity on the path you want to take. As an okay. okay. And the best way for finding your purpose is like, what do I want to remember for um, if I was to die? <laughs> Such a the legacy. Question. Yeah. Yeah, the legacy question. Yeah. Oh, okay. just, we can just rephrase it like what do you want to be remembered for 
yeah yeah without adding the <laughs> if you die today yes <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay that, that, that makes sense it's it's quite um like a very um simple thing because it's it sounds i don't know if we put it this way uh, let's say like a five step what do you remember for what are you good at um what do you like what are you good at what can you get paid for um what impacts will it make in the world i guess let's call it like a five step when you do this you have clarity and purpose right yes ah yeah that makes sense that makes sense um so are there any um misconceptions about um starting a business that that you've you've seen maybe from your clients or from your personal experience sorry misconception about uh about starting a business about being an entrepreneur starting a business yeah yes yeah, so any oh, misconceptions okay. you've, you've noticed mm, i about... think number one uh-huh. um, misconception is that you have to be an expert before you start your business which i don't really believe in yes it's good to be an expert because you will be able to build that authority but then when you're just starting out you know um that i want to pursue this for example i want to offer digital marketing services mm-hmm. but i'm not yet good at it i know some ideas but i'm not yet good at it so what's holding you back to to start that um you just have that fear that i won't be able to to um build the result i want um because i am not good at it yet but then um you can you can already start the business well um if not officially start it like um just try it out and don't be afraid to to learn something new don't be afraid to uh take for example a course or find a mentor who whom you um you can run into and ask questions into and just build that skill because yeah, skills yeah, can yeah. be learned right skills can be learned it's it's more it's more difficult to learn or find the passion it's more difficult to find that but when you already have that clear um idea you just have to build your skills and be an expert but um you can already start your business without okay. being an expert but keep an open mind and um be so, open to new opportunities and new learnings for yes, you to be able like to you, you learn as you go yeah. yeah you learn as you go yeah yeah it's the best practice um, and then second misconception could be you need to have like um a large amount of money for you to be <laughs> really business. i i need to I need to have this amount of money. I need to have this capital before I could start my business. So you're holding yourself back. Uh but then it's not the nowadays I think it's not the practical way. Um don't be afraid to start your business even if you have like for example $500 or $200. Um, if you really want to start that, and if you really believe in your service um, or your product that it could solve a problem, why not start it now? And as I mentioned earlier, there's still a process of validation, yes. validating your idea, validating if people will buy it, and use that process, use that steps 
um, to accumulate more money for you to scale your business and fully launch your business. Because nowadays, it's I think it's easier for us to reach out to our ideal customers through the internet. Yeah. Through the digital world. So easier, uh, you yeah. can talk to a lot of people in different parts of the world just to validate your idea. And there are many ways where you can um, s- sell your product or service and be really just creative about it. Um, again, you, you, you really just have to, to, to have the proper mindset, I think, for you to be able to, to launch that dream business that you're aspiring for for a long period of time. So, um, yeah, you don't need to, to accumulate a significant amount of money before you start. You can start now. If, yeah, you, if you really believe in yourself, if you really believe in the products or service that you are selling and it could um, impact, create a positive impact in the world, why not start it now? And just okay. um, validate it first before you really fully launch. If you see that, okay, this is not working, this idea is working. But the, the precious thing about this is that you were able to learn from that experience and use that learning to improve your service rather than doing nothing and just waiting for money to come money in to come in. before yeah. you start. Yeah. So the upside is when you wait, you wait for you have enough money, life gets in the way and then bills start coming up <laughs> and then you never have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides, nobody said you have to start big anyway. Just start small yeah. and then slowly. Start small, yes. Yeah. Slowly build up. Yes, 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 yes. So, um... If if someone wants to work with Chile right now as a business coach, how how do they get you? How do they contact you? How do they learn more about your coaching services? Yes, okay. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my account you. is Chile. It's S H E I L A, and then M N Mama Nancy. Sorry, 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 sorry. S H E I L A, uh huh. Yes, M N. M. Uh, Mama Nancy Fuentes. M. This. Sheila Fuentes. Fuentes. Found you. Yes. I think. Let me see. Let me show you. This you. Hi Sheila. Is this you? Yes, that one. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Ta da. Yes, that one. Ooh, dimples. Silo, silo. <laughs> Who found it? Purposeful Fementerminer yeah. Academy. Yes, uh, that will be launching in July. So please watch out for that. So, oh, yeah. um, I will. I'm also um, fixing my website. Oh. It's So you can oh. actually visit the website class, which is the Discover Your Best Self Master. Oh, uh, so she the link for time. that um, mini course will be sent via email. Yes, and then the Purposeful Fempreneur Academy will be launched in July. Um, so I will be launching my first online course and the Mastermind program. Um, the Mastermind program is limited to for now to twenty five female aspiring founders okay. to to build your mission driven business um, aligned with your purpose um, in ninety days. That's my goal. 
Okay. We can do that. There, it's possible. And um, in this course, um, you'll be able to first clarify. Um, there are uh, centered into building the strong foundation as entrepreneur, female entrepreneur. That's why there's um, uh, sub courses and building the right mindset. Um, finding your purpose, finding the clarity in life, and discovering your best self, and then the the technical part of the business will follow in the latter module. So we will, we will try to validate your idea, yeah. um, build like um, how you can uh, guide you on how you can do your market research, competitor research, and then uh, draft that business plan, draft the marketing plan, and so on, and then. Um, I will be there with you to uh, launch your business. So I will be guiding you also how you uh, can pre-launch and then lastly to launch it. Okay, and and you you guide them through this whole process during the ninety days, the business plan, the marketing plan, and all that, the competitor analysis, yeah. the market research, all of this. Um, yeah. during these ninety days, you will be guiding them um on this, right? Oh, so that they do yeah. get that that um personal one-on-one support. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. Oh, uh, is there any question I should have asked? That I know. I know at the beginning I was all about the fashion part because I was curious. Is there any question I should have <laughs> asked, or any tip you want to give us about you know um starting a business and having clarity and purpose? Yeah. Sorry. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Asking is the only question I should have asked, uh, or maybe any question um, or any tip you you want to give us uh, in terms of finding clarity and finding purpose, something um, of that sort. Okay, um, um, I think my advice is to to don't be afraid to follow your gut. Don't be afraid to follow your heart, um, because. I've seen different people, for example, who are already comfortable working in their corporate job. But then we know that that person has this passion. Mm-hmm. He or she really wants to do this and he's happy doing that. And why not consider like creating a business out of that? And mm-hmm. because I, I believe that passion is related to your purpose. Um, and just try to explore and discover yourself more and then find out if if that could be your profession yeah. that if entrepreneurship is for you so don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone if you really have that burning desire to do something else yeah because that desire i think is a sign for you to 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 see another aspect in life wherein it could be your purpose already okay but what 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 if they're afraid of failure like now let's say um i have a passion for let's let's use alex again (laughs) so let's say alex has a passion for food and all that and then um on 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 uh on uh on a safe side he could just get a job you know, and then on the on the let's say risky side, um, he could now start the business. So um, I know you're saying follow your passion, but what what do you do if Alex is afraid that following my passion might not be successful, that I might fail? Mm. Okay, if for example Alex still has a day job, for example, 
you don't really need to leave your day job at first if yeah. you're just testing your water, if you're just validating your idea. But then if you really want that path, if you really want to be an entrepreneur doing that thing for Alex cooking, for um, people who has eating disorders or mm-hmm. eating problems, you will find a way for you to, to do that while you're still employed. Yeah. And yeah, you will be able to validate first before you totally leave your job. Yes, yes. So again, because I know that having this uh, fixed source of income yes, is really important yes, for everyone. Important. So if you're, if you're afraid to take that big step, to take the leap, um, you don't have to really leave your current job, current day job. But then it's important that you are already taking another step um, to realize that dream, to follow what your heart is telling you. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I guess Alex does not have to leave his job completely. Just work on it, validate your idea, and when it starts bringing in some um, consistent income, you can now leave the day job and then put your everything yes. into this passion yes. that's bringing you you know, the money. Uh, yeah, makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Ooh. <laughs> thanks for having us here it's a fun interview uh, yeah. thank you I'm so curious about fashion and all that I still want to use an African fabric on the back that's yellow and red <laughs> it is like an African fabric is it? Uh, it's a floral actually oh like a summer yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. dress yeah summer sort of dress oh it's an African fabric <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> we are in one it's just nice having you. It's just nice learning about about the ways to you know um, find your purpose and then use this um, isogai, right? Is it isogai? Is guy? Isogai. Ikigai. <laughs> ikigai. Is it ikigai yeah. to like find your clarity and make some money out of it? Yeah. And still um, you know, help the help the community society around you by actually having a business that's not just the end goal. It's not just to profit profit you, but yeah. to help others. That's, that's pretty cool. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, it's nice having you here. Yes, thank you. Nice chatting with you. It was fun.